Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today's episode 739 of the podcast dedicated to helping you create a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. And I'm grateful today to have as a special guest, Jennifer Rollins. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Hi, thanks for having me. You're welcome. And you know, you're right here on the heels of a couple of retreats that you've run. And I know yeah. that the people that attend your retreats get a lot of good and enjoy themselves. What was the most fun thing that happened for you in these last couple of retreats? Where were they? Because our listeners won't know. And what what happened for you that was fun? Oh, my gosh. We do so much packed into just a week. But I did two this last time back to back. I've done three in the last two months. And I, I think and they're in Costa Rica. I was trained there as a luxury retreat facilitator two years ago. And so I've been taking people down and uh, we do adventure. We go out and go zip lining, mud bath, hot springs, go to the beach. We meet healers. We have sacred ceremony, cacao, sound healing. I work with a sound healer that does sound healing while we practice holistic yoga. And that's what I do down there is teach holistic pole yoga, which is a new way to use the fitness pole. There's the pole. Uh, and it's all on the ground, 52 poses all on the ground. So I'm able to get really intimate with my clients. But I think um, the, my favorite thing that we do there is I started a community give back project. And I met some local ladies. And each time I invite them over to the house that we rented. And we share the poll with them, one poll for two people. So I can lead them through a session and we do meditation. And, um, and that's always amazing because we will always have a wide range of women come and join us. This last time we had a mother and a daughter who was pregnant. So that was really amazing. Um, and then we take them out to dinner and we take them gifts and, and I've gotten to know a few of them over the last two years and it, Two retreats ago, one of them, uh, she showed up with my tattoo tattooed on her. And she said, most people that come to Costa Rica, well, she said, actually, I'm the only one that has actually given back to them, that most people that come just want to come and vacation and and kind of take, take away an experience. And, and so it's really important for me when we go to such a beautiful, uh, magical location that we're connecting deeply with the people there and we're, we're having lifelong connections. So I think that's really my favorite part is having the connections. I've now made a lot of friends there and sharing holistic yoga with them. They've even saved up and purchased a pole, which is a big investment for, I mean, these people are living on $300 a month. Some of them, $600 a month is the average income. So the fact that they can save up, you know, 500 us dollars and buy a pole and, and practice with me is just, um, it tells me how important it is. And I've watched se several of them make huge life changes since we've been going and polling with them. So it's not just my clients that pay me that get to come have this experience. It's actually giving back to the people that live there. I think that's my favorite thing we do there. So I love that. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for a couple things. I'm honored to have you and I'm grateful for the 
I, I use the phrase adding good to the world because you've made a choice. You, you chose to do certain things, conduct your life, your business in a way that does add good to the world. And that has been a, an interesting and difficult journey to get where you are, which I know a little bit about because we've spoken before. And I, I want to before I want you to tell me some stories about how you got where you are more, a lot more detail about holistic yoga, what it is, how it works, everything else. But before I do, I want to ask one question. And this is really the only question I ask all my guests. And that's this. I, I define living the ultimate life as a life of purpose, prosperity and joy that we create by serving with our gifts. And I always like to ask my guests, for Jennifer, what is the ultimate life? I love your answer. That's right in alignment with how I live my life as well. And I think every day that I can get up and serve is living my ultimate life, whether it's um, going, going to the grocery store and making eye connection with somebody or being able to pick up the phone and call a loved one. Just being able to share joy is, is, I think, you know, my ultimate life. And, and of course, teaching holistic yoga is my passion. So every day that I can, and can share holistic yoga is, is an example of me living my ultimate life. Well, that's fabulous. And uh, so I want you to tell me more about this. What is holistic yoga? Because until I learned about you and what you're doing through our, our mutual connection, Yarmaya, I didn't know what it was. I never heard of it. I knew what a pole was. I knew what yoga was, but I had no connection with them and didn't understand that. So tell us a little bit of your backstory, because where you are right now in a position to give back to those folks and take people on luxury retreats and blah, 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 you didn't fall up that mountain. So tell me a little bit about how you got there. No, I sure didn't. Uh, I actually began my journey with the pole as a stripper pole when I was 18 in a strip club in Memphis, Tennessee. And and then in, in 2000, uh, about a year and a half later, I had a spiritual awakening. And I was awakened to the fact that we are divine beings, or to my truth, anyways, that we're, we're divine beings. And so that that really changed the trajectory of, of my life. I had raised been raised... Um, very repressed religiously and wasn't allowed to really question a lot. And when I had the spiritual awakening, it opened my mind to a lot of different things. I'm from Arkansas, so I was raised very Southern Baptist, Southern food, Southern ideals, a lot of closed-mindedness. I still have some relatives that have never even left the little town of less than 5,000 people where I'm from. Some of them just can't even read. So it was really important for me to educate myself and I always had a passion to want to travel the world. And when I had this spiritual awakening, I, I released a lot of shame and guilt just about being human. That was part of the religious dogma that I was raised with and opened up to the, the truth that we are divine beings and we're made from love and we're here to love. And that led me to meeting my first yogi. And I practiced yoga with him for about a year. And then the next year I spent doing yoga teacher training I had my first holistic health studio in Hot Springs, a holistic health center. I was introduced to 
amazing healers there, very prominent figures in several industries. The owner of the Hippocrates Institute taught me about juicing and wheatgrass and how food affects our body. And so I began developing a love for plant-based cooking and plant-based lifestyle and holistic lifestyle. And then in 2008, I met my mentor, Vera, and I was, I was teaching pole dance and traditional pole off the ground at that time. I had just gone through a divorce, and so I was teaching, uh, teaching pole, and in the house that I was living in, my pole was a little closer to the wall, and she had challenged me. I was doing a juice fast that week, and she had challenged me. She was teaching about how we spend our time. We have 1,444 minutes in a day. How are you using your time? And she would say, you know, kings, queens, billionaires, and, and people with no money, we, we all have the same amount of time every day. And it's just, you know, how we're using it, how we're spending our time, how we're taking time is really what structures our life. So she helped me do an audit of my time. And at that time, I was, uh, was watching a soap opera every day. I had been on the day that I was born, even all my children. I don't know if you were into United States soap operas, but, um, and I, I decided that that was just a waste of time watching TV and specifically the soap opera it was not fulfilling my life in any way. So I decided I could give one hour a day to fitness and I was doing, I've done fitness since I was 11. So I was doing a lot of different fitness practices along with yoga and, um, my, my pole was closer to the wall and I've never really been able to do handstands or cartwheels. I've always kind of been inverted challenged. And so I put the idea to use my pole and the wall together to do a magical handstand. And that's what that was the seed of these 52 holistic yoga practices. I would take my pole over to Vera's house. Uh, she was about 78 at the time and she couldn't go up off the ground, but she, she, and she helped develop Weight Watchers, some of the programs back in the eighties. So she also had a passion for health and food and fitness. And so, um, we would, we would use the pole as, as a balancing tool so that she could use it to stretch with. And some of the poses that are here today, she actually helped me, uh, develop between 2008 and 2011. And then, uh, she had a stroke and she couldn't, um, in 2015 and she couldn't speak. She was put on a feeding tube for seven years and she uh, made her transition earlier this year. But when she, when she had her stroke, I also had some life challenges and my life happened. And I actually took down my pole and I fell into just a tunnel of depression, the deepest, darkest depression that I could ever want, never want to go back to that space again. But it was, it was a deep, dark depression. And I had gained a lot of weight in that time. I had just had a tubal ligation reversal to have my daughter. So I have four children and she was seven months old. And I had this situation in my life happen. And it was like several situations. My my niece was uh, taken from her home and brutally murdered. And then Vera had her stroke. And then I actually lost custody of my three oldest kids. My first ex-husband turned in my second ex-husband for growing marijuana in Arkansas. That was illegal. So I... Um, I went into a deep despair. And at that time I had a successful business. We had a food truck and I was uh, serving at the farmer's market, fresh squeezed juice, vegan, gluten-free. We had that for seven years. So on the business side, I was also doing real estate. Um, on the business side, I was super successful, but uh, my soul was just really in dire need of some healing. And, um, and so 
Thanksgiving 2017, I thought, okay, I'm just going to take my life. I'm not going to live here anymore. I felt like just being alive was actually hurting my kids more than, than helping them. I felt like every day I was just sinking and struggling so much. And I had been drinking alcohol and um, I just wasn't using any of those spiritual tools that I had spent 15 years really developing. And, you know, you can have all the tools, but if you put them in a shed and close the door and don't use them, they're not going to do you a dang bit of good. So um, I, I pulled out, uh, I stopped nursing my daughter January 19th. And I said, okay, January, I nursed her for three years. And I said, okay, January 20th, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a cleanse. I've been big into cleansing and I hadn't cleansed for three years because I had been breastfeeding. And, um, so I did a cleanse and put my pole back up and got my old journals back out from what Vera and I were working on and um and just said okay i'm gonna do 30 minutes a week of pull yoga that was about all the of the energy that i had and i'm one of these people if i say i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do it and i really commit myself to what i'm gonna do so i knew i could commit myself to 30 minutes a week of holistic yoga and and i weighed almost 200 pounds then so there was no more going off the ground there was no more pole dancing i wasn't I didn't feel sexy. So there was none of that. It was, I'm going to get to the pole and I'm going to stretch and I'm going to uh, get back to juicing and I'm going to get back to nourishing my body. And about three sessions in, um, spirit spoke to me, the loudest message I've ever received from spirit and spirit said, holistic is your life purpose. And I didn't know what that meant. I was actually in a little she shed that I had was redoing and no even electricity. I was running on extension cords and I didn't know what that meant. So I, I called my ex-husband and I said, oh my gosh, I found my purpose. Well, he wasn't excited about it at all um, because that meant, I said, you know, I'm no more real estate and I were selling our food truck. And I was pretty much the breadwinner at that time in our relationship. And, and he was not supportive at all or excited at all. But I dredged through for the last four years. And that first year, I recorded every session that I did at the poll. I worked with body workers, chiropractors, physical therapists to get down the 52 poses. I know I needed to articulate it. There is no defined pull yoga practice on earth, especially on the ground. Um, and I chose 52 numerology, 52 weeks in a year, lots of reasons I chose 52. It's a, it's a divine number. So put it into 52 poses and wrote the book and created this poster that my students still use to this day. And, um, and then, and then self-published my book. And then when that happened, my ex-husband actually got an opportunity to go to Colorado to do a hemp farm. So I put my passion on the back burner to go support him and lived out there for about a year and a half. And then COVID happened and all of our, all of his plans for his business in Colorado kind of had gone to the wayside at, at the same time of COVID happening. So we moved back to our house in Arkansas and I developed an online program in 2020 and was teaching online. And then at the beginning of 2021, 
someone put online, do you want to host retreats in Costa Rica? And I, I, I had just gotten back from Mexico looking for a place to do retreats there. I'd gone on a writer's retreat and I've had a dream about doing retreats since 2004 when I had my holistic studio. So I said, yeah, if I can bring my poles. So they worked that out and rented a yoga studio. And then I went down there and, and got trained and um, now I've been hosting down there for two years and just got back for my eighth time. And, uh, I've taken a lot of people and it's just been incredible. And then in the midst of all that, uh, in 2020, a lady from Argentina found me on Pinterest and said, I want to take your course, but I don't have any money. And I asked her, you know, what can you do? And she said, I teach English as a second language. And I said, well, would you translate my book? I really wanted it to be in Spanish. And so she hand wrote the book and she took my program and it changed her life. She hand wrote my book in Spanish. And then I uh, sent it to an editor in Africa and he edited it and helped me format it. So now it's in Spanish. So every time we go and I pull with somebody new in Costa Rica, I give them a book in their language. Um, that's one of my give back projects is sharing the book in Spanish. And yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at right now. So that is, and thank you for sharing so vulnerably and clearly. Yeah. And I am certain that you've told that story before, and I'm certain that it's meant a lot to a lot of people with the struggles. Tell me what the struggles have done. So you had them, you've overcome them, you got heavy, you had you know, problems with husbands, ex-husbands, on and on. And yeah. so you've been through a pile of, yeah, bad stuff, or I don't even oh. know bad stuff. So what has that done to Jennifer? Oh, my gosh. Um, it's it's refined me. I just went through my second divorce and, and, and found out, you know, a lot of the reasons he wasn't supporting me is because he wasn't being truthful with himself or with me. And so it's... Um, going through struggles. Anytime someone says, I'm sorry, I, I don't like that. I don't like to hear I'm sorry about anything I'm going through because I truly believe that there's a silver lining in everything. And so I think my struggles have just refined me like a diamond or a pearl or, you know, a crystal growing, like everything takes pressure in life to be beautiful. I'm not looking for an easy life. I'm just looking for an impactful life. And if I can take one of my struggles and mine that gem out i love love digging going crystal digging i'm from arkansas so we have the crystals and you know that's not easy to even go crystal digging you get dirty and uh, it can be hot and tiresome but then you get this jewel and so i think with any of my struggles it's just been about finding the jewel so i, I didn't know i didn't know you dug crystals in arkansas this is a little anecdote thing on the side what kind of yeah. crystals do you dig in arkansas Quartz crystals. So it's the largest quartz crystal vein in North America. Oh, I didn't know that. So there I've learned Arkansas. a new cool thing. Yeah, Arkansas is amazing. We also have diamonds. We have the hot springs. So you can mine diamonds. Um, Arkansas is a really special, um, special place. It's not uh, some hillbilly redneck place like a lot of the world thinks. We have we have some really amazing, amazing land specifically in Arkansas. I'm, I love the the land there. Yeah, I don't know very much about it, so I don't really have a have a thought about it. But anyway, so I have another question, sure. and and that is this: um, <clears throat> you you just talked about mining crystals. That means valuable things. 
by getting dirty from these experiences and use the metaphor of digging, getting dirty and, 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 and applied it to life, which I love. And so here's the question we hear a lot online or in the world about, you know, following your passion and living, you know, being happy and all the rest. And, and, this whole podcast is around the idea of living that ultimate life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. And my question is, do you believe it's really possible to live that ultimate life or is it just hype? Oh, it's absolutely possible, but it's a choice. And that's, and Vera would teach me a lot about choices. She loved words and she would say C-H-O-I-C. And for those 1,044 minutes in a day, we always have a choice. And so when I hear someone say, I don't have a choice, that's a, a key sign to me that they're stuck and that they're not seeing the full awareness. And so that's really exciting when, when someone comes to me and they, they can't see, and then we can say, look at this perspective and this perspective and this perspective and which one of those perspectives would you choose to live your ultimate life? It's absolutely a choice. Look, I still go just going through this divorce. Um, I still go through things every day just because I'm living my ultimate life doesn't mean that I don't have struggles or I don't have conflict with humans or I don't, um, have to overcome interpersonal things in myself. It's it's a matter of doing the inner work, but being committed. So it's a choice to be committed to that ultimate life. And every day that I wake up and I'm breathing is 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 God's gift to me. And it's a sign to me that I'm here to live my ultimate life. You know, we were scheduled to do this the other day. And then one of those externalities showed up. You had some stuff. You said it was some custody stuff or whatever that's part yeah. of separating and divorcing and so i only bring that up because you know a person could get derailed or frustrated and i'm not asking what it was about and i don't know but what i know because i've had a bunch of that in my own life is that it's not fun and usually it's a sort of yucky and yet you you know you're here you're moving through and you're still saying to me and to others it's possible to exercise that choice every yeah. day absolutely and even in that when i was having this struggle and that's why i teach holistic yoga because that is my place to go unwind and actually in that process i actually had one lawyer and i fired him to hire another one because what he was saying to me was not lining up with what my ultimate life would look like and it wasn't aligning with my core values and so i think it's really important to have a place where you can go within because sometimes and my mentor, Vera, she was an astrologer, but sometimes, and I'm a coach for people, I'm a mentor for people, but sometimes I think we give up our power because we, we think, oh, well, you're a doctor or you're a lawyer or you're, you're smarter than me. And then on the inside, our inner sides are going, no, 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 that's not right. But we say, but, you know, we're giving our power away to this person outside of us. So for me, my best way to find my inner power is through this movement meditation. So going to the pole for 30 minutes that evening, it helped me get calm, get still, because sometimes there's so much things going on on the outside that it can distract us. And so if we can cut that off, cut whatever's going on, I mean, unless you're literally in a tornado or you're in like a physical hurricane that's like, you know, the shit's like hitting the fan realistically, like physically around you. Everything else is just being articulated in your mind. 
So whatever the situation is, maybe you're being sued or like me, you're going through a custody situation, those outer influences. But if you can go in and you can cut that off, even for 30 minutes, my practices are only 30 minutes. So if you can cut that off for 30 minutes and you can go inside and you can ask yourself, what is true for me right now? What, what do I need right now? What am I expressing right now? And you just listen within more than any psychic uh, magic eight ball, anything outside of us, you know, we have the answers within, you know, the sperm and the egg, they weren't being coached on how to get together. There was a divine force that was bringing them together. And I really feel like there's a divine force that's always drawing us to our ultimate life. And sometimes we are literally the ones that get in the way of that um, expressing itself. So getting still, getting quiet, listening, not, not telling God, you know, that's that old joke. How do you make God laugh? Tell him your plans, like surrendering, like completely surrendering. And because our ultimate life Ultimate means it's never been lived before. Like when you're birthing something that's more than you can even imagine or articulate. I didn't imagine, you know, four years ago that I would have had the most epic pull session in this location where this photo was at. I wouldn't have imagined that. God had something so much greater imagined from my life than I could have imagined or some psychic could have told me or, you know, and I love journaling and I love manifesting and I teach all that, but at the end of the day, getting quiet and listening. And sometimes it sounds crazy. When I signed up to be a retreat leader, uh, to be honest, I didn't have the funds to do it. I had just gotten my passport. I'd only been to one other country. My husband, my ex-husband had just lost his company. So I didn't know where the means were going to come from for that end to, to take place. And it was just a matter of this is what God was calling me to do. That's what it feels like to live my ultimate life. And now I've taken so many people and, and I, I could write a book just on the transformations from people's lives that I've taken down with me to Costa Rica. So for me to live my ultimate life is just for me to surrender. And anybody can do that. I really believe no matter where you're at, even when Vera had had her stroke and she could not speak and she laid there for seven years with a feeding tube in her, um, I heard stories when I went to her celebration of life of the nurses that she would go in because she was such a teacher. And if they were having a hard day, they would go in and be present with Vera. So even eat and they would say how much she taught them, even without being able to move or feed herself or speak, she was still holding space. And that's why I know that if you're breathing, you are gifted. So uh, th this is fabulous, and I love everything you just said, and I agree with it. I, I do have a question, and that is, if we, and like Vera, that's fabulous, just holding space with her energy and the purity of her divine spirit, she was yes. able to, to create a presence that the nurses learned from, could calm down from, and all the rest. So accepting 100% that what you just described is true and real, why do we, so many, the vast majority of people that we touch, we talk to, why do we give away our power? Why do we settle for crumbs? Why do we live inside of these limitations? Why do we do that? Mm. I, I, this word seems to be a little cliche, but I think we're in a very narcissistic society. 
Um, this year I've learned a lot about narcissism and we have, you know, Hollywood out there telling us we have to look this way or be this way and we have to settle or we have to wait for our Prince Charming. Everything is something outside of us. And, and a lot of us come from, uh, addicts as parents. I have a very, um, very tumultuous childhood with two parents that were addicts. And so I think if in a lot, there's a lot of addiction, I know in, in the United States anyways, um, I think that that has a lot to do with it because we are feeding out of our addictive patterns and we're not taught in any sense of the form that we were born divine. We were taught, I mean, the cosmetic industry alone is a multi-billion dollar a year industry I had breast implants and I had breast implant illness and they nearly took my life. And so I even went through a part of my life where I was trying to reach the, the outer to make me feel better on the inner. And so it's when I switched that, when I started going inner, then the outer reflects that. But so much about our life is, is the outer. Right now we're in the holiday season and it's like, what can you buy for me? It's not about being present anymore. Um, which is, you know, what all of the great teachers, Jesus, that the path is within. And so I think that's not an exciting, sexy message. Uh, corporations can't make money on that message. Um, and so I think that we're hit with a lot of propaganda. You know, they say that kids by the time of age three can name like 2,400 corporations, but can't even name seven plants and that are native. So I think that we've, we've gotten a lot of distortion in our reality. And I think that people have a hard time because their inner self is still always talking to them. But when your inner self is saying one thing and the TV is saying another, then you can just settle for tiny little breadcrumbs. So I agree with you. I love that. And I, I, I just am grateful for you teaching for every person that you're helping to turn inward because you can never get enough of what you don't need because what you don't need doesn't satisfy you. And so you can have all the money and all the cosmetics and all the goodies. And I had a garage full of, say I had six cars and a couple of motorcycles once upon a time. And I had a guy in the neighborhood that told me he had garage envy. And what he didn't know was I was also a $3,000 a week cocaine addict and, you know, a bunch of other stuff and was trying to kill myself. And so yeah. it is so backwards. And I love what you're teaching here. I want people to be able to find you and learn more about you, Jennifer. So could you please, I want you to do two things. As we close here, I want you to tell me what you would leave me with to know, to believe, to listen to, to ruminate on, to think about when I'm still with myself. And then I want you to tell me how to find you and follow and learn more about what you do. Amazing. I love that. And I was also listening to one of your podcasts where you gave away like 500 boxes of things. Is that, did I hear that right in the, in your story when you're moving from Arizona to Edmonton? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So in, in that release, I'm sure that you got even more clear on who you really were, I'm assuming. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And going to Costa Rica has really opened my eyes to, I mean, they consider their self one of the happiest places on the planet. And these people are making an average salary of 600 US dollars a month. So they have very little things, but what they have is happiness. And so they have their inner self, they have joy and it permeates from them. Uh, and so that's what I would like to leave with you and your listeners is, is what, 
what do you have that's joy filled outside of your circumstances or your things? What, what do you have that brings you joy? Maybe it's your family, your friends, maybe, maybe you're a painter and you haven't painted in a while. Maybe you're a writer and you haven't written in a while. Maybe you're a singer and you haven't sang in a while. We're each born with these gifts that don't cost a thing. There are divine gifts. And I believe the more that you focus on those divine gifts, the more you're going to have a divine experience in your life. So I think that's what I would, would want you and your, your listeners here to, to really ruminate on is, is what are their divine gifts and how can they express those? And I know for me, having fitness is really important. That's why I stretch for 30 minutes a day with a yoga pole, because if we aren't, our body is our temple. And if we are just filling it full of junk food and not moving correctly and not stretching, stretching as mobility is directly related to mortality. So are you taking care of your temple? Are you nurturing your temple with um, breathing, meditation, movement? What kind of nutrition are you feeding your temple? Everything is in here. Every experience you've ever had. I know you've made a lot of money in your careers, but none of that would have been possible without your body. And so taking care of your body, I think is, is really, really important. That's where the divine lives. We are the house for the divine. So every, every bite you put into your mouth, every thought you put into your mind, that's why I love your podcast so much because you have such a wide range of, of tools for people going through different situations and circumstances. So if someone's going through a hard, <clears throat> a hard moment, they can just turn your podcast on and fill their brain with some positivity. So I, I really want to say thank you for doing the work that you do now and, and kind of walking away from that corporate rat race that you're a part of and, and seeking, helping people and uplifting people. And you can find me online anywhere at Polistic Yoga, polisticyoga.com. Um, I'm on TikTok, Jennifer Polistic Yogi. I'm actually going to be changing my name soon. So uh, I'll be not Jennifer Rollins, but I'll be something totally different. So I'll, I'll update you when that comes out next year. Um, but yeah, Polistic Yoga, you can find me anywhere. I'm on, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok, all over the place. Jennifer, I want to thank you for sharing your heart with us today. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and, and speak to you. You're really an inspiration, so it's really great to see you and, and to sit with you. Thank you. Guys, as you listen to this, I want you to go back and listen to these things. It is really all inside of you. Everything is inside of you. You have what you need. Be still and go find it. And if you follow the advice and the counsel and listen and lean into the story Jennifer told us, you can move forward and create your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet